0: Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Tina Clements, VP, CPC of the Retail Performance Company. Did you know employees thrive on feedback? Then why is it that so few leaders proactively provide it? Tina is here to answer that question and share some simple steps on how to provide timely, respectful, and actionable feedback to your employees. And we'll hear all about it in just a minute. You just mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. How about a press?
1: Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong profitable remodeling company and I'm here with my co-host Mark Harari.
0: Yeah you are again. Yep
1: yep how are you Mark? I'm good. I how can't are you? quite see you through this monitor but I know you're over there I can see the top of your head you're sort of like that Tim Allen neighbor.
0: Yes we're, we're <laughs> social distancing.
1: That's right that's right we have an exciting topic today.
0: Performance feedback.
1: Ugh, something I dread giving,
0: right? right? And, but, and we can definitely do better at it, uh, especially y- now because everybody's remote. So
1: they can't hit you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <sighs> uh, that's true.
1: They can still yell at you, but
0: you actually, know. that would make it easier, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I'd probably cower like a kicked puppy.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it is because you don't you don't even. See, uh, we're, we're in short spurts now with our staff and mm-hmm. with our employees and, mm-hmm. and with our peers. So because of the short spurts, it feels like it's even less important, not less important. It's just not top of mind to give constructive feedback. So, right. Anyway.
1: But yet it's so important for building our teams. And we all know that our teams are what help us get out of the one man show mentality and grow and do a real strong business. Absolutely. So, so it's awesome. So let's kick it off here, shall we?
0: Please kick away.
1: Tina Clement is a leader, speaker, author, coach, entrepreneur, contributor, entrepreneur.com contributor and facilitator, leading luxury industries for over 25 years. Her clients confirm she is a communications expert and her book, The Art of Facilitation and Keynote Address, Yes, You Do Have a Choice, are testaments to her talents. We are delighted to have with us Tina Clements. Tina, welcome. Hello, gang. It's my honor to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, you bet. This is a great topic. How did you get started in your career in talking about this?
2: I failed at it miserably. Oh. That's that's honestly how I started. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it truly all began um, in 2003. In the early early 2000s when I entered my my first foyer into human resources. Mm. I had been in learning and development my entire career and been a leader um, throughout up until that point. But until human resources, where I was the performance management manager for BMW of North America, that's where I had to give feedback consistently and realize very quickly I was doing it wrong. I was doing it inaccurately. And and, and it's so interesting because um, the way you both explained feedback. And I was actually ferociously taking notes as you are opening your show. Um, you said, oh, I, I, I dread doing it. They're going to be yelling at you. I could, they could hit you. I would cower, <laughs> uh,
0: etc." I mean,
2: think this is why, this is the reason why we don't do it. Why right. we don't actively, proactively do it. So to answer your question, and, and I was one of those people and then I had to. And I learned pretty quickly what I was doing wrong and was able thank goodness. I had very good mentors and was able, and I actually received coaching myself and was able to shift and elevate and whatnot and, and learn to be able to not only give feedback confidently now, but be able to teach it to others so they can do so as well. That was a really long answer. I just realized, but that, that was truly. I think you have to fail to know how to, to do it accurately and
1: well. You know, I remember giving feedback to a promising young employee and having her immediately quit. So obviously (sighs) I am still doing it wrong. So I want to hear how to do it right. So why, why bother giving performance feedback? I mean, don't people sort of get it? Don't they know what they're supposed to do and how to, Figure it out just by, like, when you give them the side eye, right?
2: That's hilarious. That's (laughs) hilarious. First of all, the feedback you get, that might have been, you might have given great feedback. Because sometimes you performance manage a person out, which is not a negative thing. True. If if you're doing it the right way where the person realizes, hey, I I don't have the skill set, or I do have a value rub with this organization and chooses to exit, that means you're actually doing your job well. So,
1: we're just going to spin that,
2: Victoria. You there you know. go. Great job. Great see,
1: good. already you're giving me feedback that makes me feel better. <laughs> all right.
2: The, the reality is, first of all, you, you need to do it. That's that, that step one. And Mark, I think you you said, you know, it's not top of mind because we're all remote from each other. So we're all, we have that big excuse of, well, I can't see them, so I don't have to give them right. the feedback. Right. So the step number one is to actually do it. And you, and. Waiting for an annual performance review is not feedback giving. That's not, that's not what the theme of this is. It must be immediate and it must be supportive. And the first step in giving feedback is asking yourself why you're doing it. If you are in any capacity and you find yourself giving feedback uh, from an egotistical perspective, from a selfish perspective, from a looking to blow out somebody else's candles to make yours shine brighter... Perspective, which a lot of I've seen that in my in my world. Then you have to check yourself, right, at the door and say, "Time out, first. Am I giving feedback to help this person elevate, get to the next level?" And to really answer your question directly, giving feedback uh, is like swimming a swim race. And I don't know if anyone out there has really swum in a swim race. I did a few times and realized I hated it and have stopped. That's another podcast. you <laughs> um, hear. When you're swimming in a race, clearly there's you start somewhere and you you know, a shore and then you end in another shoreline. And the key to swimming is to head up. So your face is down in the water, you're swimming, you're swimming, you pick up your head you see where you're going towards your target and you keep swimming in that direction. And I swam a race and got out of the water and thought I had won the race, but really I was at a different beach than everyone else. So I, <laughs> I got there. That's, but and, and so how we relate that is is swimming or oh, swim race is just like giving feedback, right? You have to give people the feedback so they know if they're headed in the right direction. They have to head up, and sometimes employees and personnel they can't do that on their own. So they know they don't get it. No, you can't just give them a nod. No, you can't say, hey, do it better and think they know what that means, especially if they're new, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it has to be immediate. It has to be for the right reason and it has to be given. Um, and then of course, the next part is, so how do you do that? Yes. How, how and when do you do that, right? And, and it's like when a dog poops on the rug, you don't know, wait two weeks from then and go, come here for a second, Fluffy. I want to discuss with you. no. This just happened, nose in it, let's figure it out, right? So step number one is after the thing happens for which a person needs performance feedback, it's, um, hey, Kelly, got a second? Hey, can we, let's talk about this. How do you think that went? And the first, so right away, if you do the, hey, can I get on your calendar for tomorrow at four to discuss the thing, what you have just done and provided 24 hours where that person will be sick to their stomach and will do nothing but... They go down the spiral and a rabbit hole. You've given that person the opportunity to create a story. And that is hard. It's like when you're in a relationship with someone and the game playing, you know, and you go and you talk to your friend about the problem that you're having, as opposed to telling the person that you're having, right? Right then, hey, you got a second? Let's talk about this right now. Immediacy is really critical uh, when giving performance feedback. And then the next step is they say yes. Hey, are you open to a little feedback? How do you, well, first of all, how do you think that? Get there, get there, and put go, okay. Ask them permission. Nobody ever says no, right? Of course, not now that the door is open. And say, so what I saw was using the word I, pronoun, as opposed to I've heard, I've been told, people have come to me and told me, uh-uh. Now, sometimes you have to, and we can certainly talk about that, but I've noticed that. It's me. So the person cannot immediately deflect who, who said that? And what's it? No, no, no. This is what I've noticed. And then you say what the thing is. I've noticed that, you know, you've been 15 minutes late every day this week. I've noticed that you're sliding into home with the deliverables, when I know you can be giving it to I. whatever the thing is. And then say, I'm telling you this because I cannot tell you how many leaders, and again, I, I failed at this, forget the why. If you set expectations, just like the two of you did for me before we sit right? Very simple. One, one minute. Right? The reason I'm telling you this, Kelly, is because I think you could be fabulous. And the only thing that's getting in your way right now, Kelly, is you. And I don't want anyone to be saying anything behind your back. So let's get in front of this. So what's, what's really going on for you? When you tell people the why, the tension reduction in their shoulders are visible. Mm-hmm. You can, and that's what you're looking for, right? Because I think one of you, you know, you both mentioned this in the beginning. We're terrified. Most leaders don't give feedback because they're afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. They're afraid of conflict.
2: Okay. Well, conflict is leadership, my friends. Yes. It is. Yes. If you want to be a leader, you have to be prepared to swim in conflictivity, Your fingers get pruny. I mean, that's this is leadership, right? It's because when you're leading, you're dealing with emotion. It's not right. If they say work isn't emotional. That's hoo-ha. It's all emotion, mm-hmm. right? And we all we all lead with emotion. Not the Harvard Business Review, there was a study years ago that they did an analysis. 95% of all decisions are emotionally based, five percent rational, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we all leave with emotion. So from there, once you're back to the you know, giving the the feedback. Once you tell the why, you really do get that decompression with the emotion. Um, I realize, dang, that I'm just, I'm going on a tear. Do you want me to keep, like, they they see it through a little bit, this example? Yeah. Uh, But feel free to stop and ask questions, because this is my favorite topic. I could talk about this all day, really, all day.
0: I had no (laughs) idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how long is this show? Four days? Okay, great. I uh, I warned you, I could be at a 10, just say, Tina, I need you at a four. Just, you know, <laughs> bring me down. Um, so let's see, it, it, once you're in that dialogue and you're telling them why and you're telling them what the thing is, the next step is to say, okay, so so what can we do about this? Don't you come up with a solution because that's like giving a teenager, telling a t- you know a teenager to do their homework, right? You can let them come up with the solution. So what do you think we can do? Well, honestly, I've been going out late at night and – that's why I'm not coming anymore. Well, I, well, it'd be hard-pressed to get that answer from someone, right? But so uh, honestly, I just, I don't know. I haven't been really feeling well and I've been running late. Whatever the thing is, now's your chance to lead and ask big questions and maybe coach and maybe write and problem solve together. And once you do, once it's decided upon, okay, so you're going to try that now, Kelly, going forward, are going to set the alarm 15 minutes earlier? All right, great. And again, this is this is for your benefit, because if we keep doing this, you know what the repercussions will be when you agree and then they would agree. And then so then, you know, it's almost like smart goals, specific, measurable, actionable, that kind of thing. But you agree. And then you don't not check in for months. You check in within a day, depending on the scenario, you check in within two days, three days. And it's just I made that sound like it's so easy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's all it is. How, how hard can, it's terribly hard because it's people. Yeah. And with people, it's not just, okay, thanks boss. You're the best. Have a nice day. There is that when you agree, there's, there's a lot of time there's the pushback.
1: Yes. yes.
2: Yeah.
0: What's, so that's actually what I was thinking because uh, – and I'm actually going to my son who I always have these conversations with, but it's kind of the same thing, right? And what happens with him and a couple of employees as well is they get instantly defensive. I don't know what you're yes. talking about. I, I, th- I think you're – where are you coming up with this? What's happening? So how do you deal with that where it's just instant deflection and, and defensiveness and feeling attacked by you? So how do you kind of temper that? Yeah, that
2: is a fabulous question. And that's the, that's the question of the day, isn't it? Right. And with children, now I have an 11 year old daughter and I will tell you as a parent, I'm not, I'm no bueno. It is because it's all emotion and I am emotionally attached to her outcome. So it is, it is painfully challenging. With children, it, this is really hard. Don't use the word why. Why did you do that? We, as parents, deflect to that word, and honestly, most of the time, they don't know. And all that does, especially with younger kids, and all that does is elevate the negative emotion. It's, how can I help you with that? So we have to ship our language and our power phrasing, right, when it comes to children. But in general, Mark, most of the time, the emotion comes with, A, we're forgetting the why part. So if we're we're focusing on on adults and a performance environment, a work environment, and we stop and say, so help me understand where this is coming from or whatever language you're using, it can deflect some of the emotion if we tell them that we're in their court and we're not asking them to be accusatory, we're asking them because we're trying to understand. I will tell you, nine times out of ten, that works. Now, it's never going to work all the time because people have this thing um, and it's called embarrassment. And most of the time, uh, I'm not gonna say a lot of the time, people get upset because they know it themselves. They know. And so what do we do? We, boom, we go like this. And we, you know, I'm putting my fists up in the air, by the way, you know, and just, and we, we get defensive, right? If you do that game where you walk up to somebody and put your hands up in the air by your face and they put their hands up and they you put them together and you push, what do they do? They push back. And giving feedback is perceived as a push. Is perceived as a negative, so people get defensive right away. The worst thing you can do is tell that person to not feel that way. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't feel that way, right? You have to validate and acknowledge. I understand. I completely understand why why you're coming this way. You know, I would feel that way if I was in your position as well, or whatever your acknowledgement and validation language is, and say, okay, and then let them calm down. So when, when adults throw a tantrum, which looks different than a child's tantrum, but is exactly
0: the sometimes. Same
2: thing. <laughs> right? we let it peter out. Let it peter. and children too, they get embarrassed. So they realize it. Most of them they they realize it on their own. What um, a quick sidebar working with automotive dealerships for so many years. A lot of times that tantrum comes from a, cl- a customer who walks on the showroom floor or whatever, and they're very angry and the first thing you do is you take them into a separate room, just let them and let it go and let them spiral. Until they stop and take their breath. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. once they take their breath, then you get to go, okay. So how can we work on this together? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it really does work itself out if you remain calm. And here's a piece of advice. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing, zero, to do with you. They're screaming and yelling and complaining. Maybe it's at you, but it's not about you. And if we can just, again, I did it for so many years The the first time I ever gave performance feedback when I was a little when I was small in the beginning of 2000 and and I had my first screamer, uh, I worked with her for hours because I was internalizing it. I was trying to fix her. I was trying to take her monkey off her back and put it on my own circus shoulders and carry it around for her. And again, I failed and I learned I learned the hard way. It's not about me. And now, now feedback sessions take 10 minutes because it's, it's, I hate to say it, but it's businesslike. like It's not emotional. They feel heard and respected. And there's a plan at the end. So Mark, not a very specific right question, but it's all about your approach, your emotional state, the, the phraseology that you use and your intention. And that can help diffuse the situation.
1: So if you are talking to a, an employee, like some of the examples you gave at the beginning were pretty simplistic. You're late, you know, that sort of thing. Right. But what if right. you're getting into literally how somebody does their job and there's a, you're trying to balance that delegation and letting them go versus feedback versus taking it back and uh, all that stuff. Yep.
2: Yeah, that is, that's a that's way more challenging, isn't it? Because it's not tangible. Right. And especially in environments where and, and I work with consultants and coaches and facilitators for whom I it's not like go make this pen and then I'm going to judge your work and how you made the pen. Right. It's about how other people shifted on their behalf. And it's about did the clients hear what you said? So it does ta- it takes longer, quite frankly, and it's it's much more about back on their shoulders and this brings me all the way back to where I started the conversation where I said, use the word I.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, this is this is a rough one because, and I'll give a, a, an example. I got some feedback, I did, received some feedback from a client that one of my consultants was not meeting expectations. Now, I am not in the process at all. I'm not seeing it, I am not here, and, and there's a lot of coaching that's going on for which that is a completely private relationship. No one can be as part of that, right? So that I had to first do my due diligence with the client to really understand what he meant. And then I had to go back to my coach uh, in this case and say, so I've been given some feedback, who said it immediately and say, and I had to set the expectation. So you understand the paradigm in which we work. I have also seen that there has been some shift in this. So you have to add that that element when possible. And then that's when I stop and say, So tell me what's going on for you. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'll hold a mirror up to myself. I waited too long for that. That was actually a failure on my part. I should have been checking in with the consultant. Uh, I keep going back between coaching and consulting because we actually call them coach consultants. We have a hybrid. <laughs> that just keeps things clear.
1: <laughs> right, right. So forgive me for
2: that. So my coach consultant, in this point, I, I went to him and I said, So help me understand what's going on here because we've gotten some constructive feedback but first i want to hear it from you and there was some defensiveness there he's mature so he handled it but that was an open conversation for which i then had to go give feedback back to the client because there was a big gap in expectation so maybe that wasn't the best example because honestly i had to give feedback to myself i didn't I didn't get in front of that uh, uh, early enough. If I had been checking in with the coach Sultan more frequently, I would have known that there was that gap on my own, if that makes any sense. So be in, in the cases where there's not as tangible, that's where, in my experience, the employee gets way more emotional. Well, prove it. Let me see it. Let, the, let, me, let me hear it. And so that's where you have to define action items over the next days and weeks. Okay. So to help me understand what this has happened. Okay. This is what's happening. Great. So how do you think we can ensure that the client is feeling heard or is the business is shifting and changing? Well, I guess I can check in with the client more. I get, okay. Let's try that. So let's, let's work on that together. How can we communicate that to the client? The, the key here is to put it back on that person to create the new targets which you can then go back and measure. And gang, this takes work. And this is where we as leaders, we feel, oh my God, who has time for this? I have so much other, so many other things to do. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And if we want to do it right, we have to prioritize. And I again I put the mirror up to my face. I I got behind that example because I was doing other things Mm -hmm. in my company, right? I was managing other things that I thought is important. And oh let's write the book and do great. That's all great stuff. I, I was I was not focusing on creating an environment where my people could thrive, or in this case, that one person could thrive. So, does that answer the question? Yeah, right? a lot of extra elements
0: in there, I think. <laughs> Tina, no, it's that's that's really good stuff. I, I, actually, I had a question. we as we're, we're approaching the end of the show here, but I got to squeeze this in here. I'm to if are you okay with curveballs? I love curveballs. Right, I'm gonna throw you a curveball because I, everything's been about. Uh, addressing and giving feedback on on an employee that's maybe not really performing, but what about the 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 rock star? You want to give oh. them feedback as well. So, are there any pitfalls or tips to to giving too much positive feedback? So, I, I don't know. Speak to the positive side of it, because I could see a p- situation where somebody that's always on the pedestal is going to start getting arrogant and cocky and maybe something else so if you could speak to that side of it a little bit
2: that is that's not a curveball that's brilliant that question i love that question and
1: speaking with- of going to one's head <laughs> 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 i am
2: watching you in right now the first of all don't forget your rock stars They need feedback as well and it's okay if it's if it's positive feedback, hey Terry, got a second? So how do you think that went? Well, I think it was okay. And I think you know what I think? I think it was fantastic. Here's what I think you did well. That's the other thing. Point out what they did well so they keep doing the thing well with details. That's that's amazing. And and again, maybe maybe we're doing having this conversation to remind me. I'm making a note to call Steve later, Marasa, right? And just make sure that he knows he's doing a great job. It's it, yes, there can be a, such a thing as too much, but I've never come across an example where that has ever existed, to be honest. Um, if, if it's too much, then the person might go, might say, you know, why are you doing it? But, but um, I guess ask yourself, why are you giving all this positive feedback on a daily basis? Are you trying? Are you kissing ass? Excuse my language. Are you trying to, you know, are you, do you want something from this person? Because... It, it, it depends on the situation. I'll give you an example. If, if in my world, if um, one of my instructors taught a course two days in a row, no problem at the end of each day, don't come here for a second. Well done you, that's No, nope, why not? Why not do that? If it's a typical Monday and they just showed up and you know, sent me the, the paperwork signed, hey, good job. No kidding, good job. You know. So I think as my father used to say, use your head, don't be stupid. Follow your gut with that, Um, and if you're doing it for the right reasons, Mark, then then really there's nothing. The critical element, and why I love that question is because we forget them. So don't forget them. Give the in the moment also. But it's okay if a month later you say I forgot. I want to just Mark. I just want you to know that was really good. Here's what you did about it. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's
0: fantastic, (laughs) Tina. I got I gotta tell you, it's it always comes through. It it comes through in the conversation when we, we have those guests that are just so passionate about their their topic and their discipline and what, they, what they're – it's just – it's very obvious with you. So it's clear that if I don't step in here, we're going to talk for four or five hours. <laughs> so, so this has been great, but I think it's time that we look inside the scary place that is Tina's head and we do the <laughs> lightning round.
2: You sure you want
0: to go here? <laughs> All right, okay, let's go. <laughs> and now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap. All right, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What is your favorite business book and why?
2: The habit of change because it taught me things that I had not considered before.
0: If you weren't the VP of the retail performance company, what do you think you'd be doing?
2: I would be a prima ballerina, for sure, absolutely for sure. Or I would be teaching the art of facilitation all day and twice on Sunday.
0: What are you not very good at?
2: Uh, Besides, besides keeping my podcast short, um, I am not very good at doing my taxes or all things computer technology related. I am not the guy you call. Unless you want the answer to be control, alt, delete.
0: (laughs) Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first?
2: Uh, My desk.
0: Do you sing in the shower? No. (laughs) That sounds like a lie. Name something you refuse to share.
2: That's a roughie because I do, I share everything. I would say my personal laptop with my daughter. Never, ever, you are not touching it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Have you ever been told you look like someone famous? Uh, yes. Who? Uh,
2: the um, Tierney. Megan Miernan Tierney. Megan Tierney. What is her name? She played a doctor.
0: Oh, <laughs> Megan Tiernan.
2: <laughs> Tiernan. That's it. Yes. Mhm. And Rachel Ray. That's the other one.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and, um, uh... That's funny. <laughs> So, hey, this has been great and we've really enjoyed it. But before I let you go, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you.
2: It is prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And my dear departed uh, mentor, Ron Chatwin said that to me so many years ago when I was coming up in this industry. Of working with you know employee engagement and working with people training learning and development and I as you can tell am fast I am a, re- a ready fire aim human and he was the you know the, the the duck under you know feet under the water kind of a human and taught me very quickly Tina take a step ask the right questions listen hard and then give a solution okay. and I will never, that was the best advice I ever got.
1: And you know what? That is absolutely perfect for our listening audience as well. So thank you so much for being here. We very much appreciate it. Now, if anybody wanted to learn more about you, where would they go?
2: To rpcamerica.com and they can get in touch with me directly or any one of the amazing humans that I surround myself with
1: any day. (laughs) Okay, great. I think Mark will be putting that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Dan. Thank you so much.
1: This was so much fun. Well, Mark, I got to tell you, Tina's a woman after my own heart.
0: <laughs> oh, how do you mean?
1: <laughs> Lively, energetic, passionate—all uh, those great qualities.
0: I thought you meant non-stop talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't we funny today? No, no, it's
0: fantastic. It's that's what I'm saying. It was so good. It's it, it really does when when someone is so passionate about their stuff, it just it comes through. It yes. oozes out of every yes. every orifice, Poor. you know, every pore. It's just like. <laughs> You just can't stop talking about it and mm-hmm. it's great it's you just you know when someone's passionate about something and she surely surely is passionate about this topic
1: you know there were two things she said that really resonated with me one is to talk about I noticed or I saw that right That's like, No, I, I you know we never did get a chance to ask her what if you didn't see it what if it what if it is secondhand but we'll get to that in another podcast
0: And the other thing- Well, you know, actually, if I could jump on that, Uh I I think she was saying, at least the way I took it, and this could be wrong, and if I am, Tina, call me out after you hear this episode, but even if it is something you heard secondhand, you still say, you take the onus and say, I noticed or I'm feeling, because you don't want it to be something that's deflected.
1: Right. But what if you're not there? What if somebody comes up to you and it's like, this was horrible, and you hear from three different people that somebody did something in a way that was not reflective of your company's culture?
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, and then you're you. like,
1: uh, well, you know, again, another podcast.
0: So the second one.
1: The second one was to always say why, and oh, say it well, probably give, pretty give early the reason. On. Yeah,
0: here's why I'm yeah, bringing and, and, this up. And
1: the concept that you could be fabulous. You know, I think you really are, have a lot to offer here, and there's just a couple things getting in your way. So let's talk about it. You know, that sort of.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. There's two things. It, giving a why was one point she made, but another point that she said was never ask the person why right don't say why did you do something so give them a why was one point Mm -hmm. but never ask why why would you do that right why would you ever this Mm -hmm. so yeah a little fine line there but two very important points and And it's true i do it with my i admittedly i've done it with jake on multiple occasions my son it's Mm -hmm. like why would you think that's a good idea what? Yeah. Why would you she do that? You can hear yourself saying it. I can it. hear myself. Why would you ever
1: right. do make that? that choice? Why would
0: you do that? I say it almost daily. So
1: so guess maybe not yeah, now. I shouldn't I'm... be doing that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, that was great. I, I had a lot of fun, and I got a lot. The thing is, if you don't, if you don't shut someone down, that's that passionate, it's going to be a five-hour episode.
1: Yeah, which would be a great episode, but we don't it would have that be. Kind well, you know,
0: we could do a five-parter. There you go. Actually, they're thirty minutes, so they'd have to be a ten-parter.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that might get a little lengthy.
0: Yeah, a little bit. But we want to thank Tina for being here. It was really, really great, and we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari,
1: and I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening.